to come today and have a vigil with the mother of Eric Garner and his sister. Because right at this spot is where we heard Eric Garner say, which six years later was said by George, I can't breathe. And policemen that are sworn to uphold the law and protect the public were the ones responsible for the death. They're trying to make the story the reaction to murder rather than murder. The fact is that the reaction to murder would not have to be With all the madness and the hatred being spread, it's hard to have hope in humanity or even ignore it at all. Today's episode especially is going to be really special because we're going to talk about the George Floyd case and racism as a whole. But I'm not talking about it by myself. I'm joined with powerful black girls with strong opinions. And the whole aim of this episode is to teach each other our point of view and possibly learn from it because in truth we can all learn something from somebody. I'm Rhoda. I'm Esther. I'm Albert. I'm Janet. Hey, we got it together. All right, so I have 10 questions to ask you guys about the Black Lives Matter and just racism as a whole. So let's just get started into it. So first question. More and more often, whether you're scrolling through your Instagram or Twitter, we often see justice for so-and-so, and and then it will go away. So why do you think that George Floyd's case is getting more attention? Like I didn't hear all of the questions. Sorry. Who who said that? I said that why is um the George Floyd case getting more attention in your opinion? Um I feel like um I feel like people are like this is like they're having enough. Like it's hit a point where it's kind of too much. And you know how, like, obviously, like, George Floyd isn't the only person, he isn't the first person, but there's loads of incidences that happen that aren't filmed, and this just so happens to be one that was filmed, and, you know, whenever that happens, it always goes off. But I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's because everyone's at home, and there's so much more time, and it's like no one's doing anything else, not spreading awareness, everyone's just kind of shocked that this is still a reality in 2020 but personally i think it's a really futuristic sounding year i'm just expecting you know half of words and all this stuff but no we're still out here doing racism which is extremely ghetto there's no need for this like there's there's this is hard to comprehend there's so many things are going on at once that i feel like maybe i I think also like the blatant audacity of his murderer like he's he fully like knelt on his neck and didn't stop you know it's just like it was so obvious like he knew he was going to get away with it i think people were really riled up by that because he just like he was like there was no fear there was no he wasn't like taken into consideration the fact that he was being filmed he didn't care and people are like what the hell like this is too much it's different if he was like trying to like hide or tell them to stop recording he was trying to be like low-key about it but no he did it he did it with confidence Mm-hmm. So people are just like fed up that it has gone to this point that the police officers know yeah. that nothing is going to happen. There's going to be no repercussions for the action. Yeah. Also, like, um, oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, when I saw it, I'm not going to lie, I was like, 
wow, another black person dead. And like, I couldn't, like, there's nothing I was like, I couldn't think much about it because I was like, what can we do? There's nothing can we do at this point because everybody's just gonna get killed off one by one by one. And like, it was until the black society, everybody was black, they started to, to like make a movement and say, no, enough is enough. This is, this is taking too far. The fact everyone's at home and everybody keeps doing the same thing, continuing like time after time after time. And like nobody's making an impact or nobody can do anything to, to stop it. Like this is the time that people are saying, I'm gonna stop it now. Like we should come together and stop it and make a change for once. Because there's other things happening. People are making change for what? Like um, wildlife, ocean life, like all that kind of stuff. But when we think about our life, like the human life, and nobody's thinking about that in the terms of black people. They're just thinking like, yeah, we just live how we live. Like, do you know what I mean? But let's live for other people and like help other people. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah. that's really what brought me. You know, also those words that he said, I can't breathe. You know, like four years ago, or there was like another case where he mm-hmm. was also, someone else was also like, I can't breathe. And it's repeating itself all over again. Wow. You know, that might have struck like a lot of people, you know, that, that would have like, you know, ignited like some kind of flame. Yeah, yeah. It, it just shows that there has been zero progress. Yeah. We're just going around in circles. Oh yeah, um, I wanted to say also, you know how um, you were saying, Albert, that um, everyone's at home and you're constantly seeing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I also think because everyone is urging celebrities to say something and like, I feel like that's the different thing from all the other times. Because before it's like, yeah, you can raise awareness. Yeah, you can share this. Yeah, you but now people are saying, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. You putting hashtag Black Lives Matter over a black screen is not enough. You just <laughs> saying, you just saying, oh, donate is not enough. We want you to actually use your platform to influence people. Like people have put out statistics saying that if a celebrity says, I don't like this, their sales drop significantly. See how much of an impact you have, yet you decide mm-hmm. to stay silent. You enjoy black culture, yet you decide to say nothing. You have black friends, yet you decide to say nothing. Are you that unbothered that you care so, so little? Like, you know. But, uh, like, you could- Oh, sorry. No, you can go. Oh, sorry. Um, the thing is, yeah, the thing that happened in France in Notre Dame. Did you guys see how much, how much all of these famous people were quick to run? They were like, yo, you gotta help them out. We gotta help them out. But when it comes to yeah. your own people, your own species, you care more about the building than your own species. And thinking like, yeah, let me just rotate. Let me just rotate. Like, if that's all you can do, like, that's not that's I'm sorry. Not. Just because people have really made a mockery of them saying that, you really think that just like doing the bare minimum that's enough activism for today. Like, I'm sorry, you're gonna need to participate more because it's not even a race anymore. This is a fellow human mm-hmm. being. Like, yeah, have great parts. We're supposed to be proactive. Hello, hi. So I'm sure you guys seen the video of George Floyd being abused by a police officer. So my question is, what was your response to it? Honestly, my, like I cried. Like I was like, yeah. it's from the way his voice, like you could hear it in his voice. He was, he was like, he was close to death. Like he was slowly dying. And the fact that like it was being recorded and we could see it happen in front of our eyes, basically. And that, that police officer, he didn't give us, he didn't give two tosses at all. Like, he was just, he was just like, yeah, this is a black person dead. Like, 
like he's done it so many times before like he, as if he was used to it and like yeah. another another one of us dying like our our, our instinct is to like basically load for that person like feel sorry for that person because there's nothing we can do from the back of our i feel like one thing that really hurt was the fact that um how long it just went on for and it's like you just think to yourself how detached from like human emotion do you have to be like how dilute of com compassion do you have to be to not hear someone say i can't breathe not hear someone who is in pain like the people around him were telling him hey this man is dying he literally said himself that they're going to kill me mm -hmm. first aid responders came and as they were checking his pulse his leg was still on him so i don't understand like what was the reason somebody is in a submissive position what more could you want there you're overpowering him physically and you're overpowering him with numbers what more could you want wow. like he was complying uh, it's it's obvious they set him up it's not even an if or and thing like because either way it doesn't matter if you want to fight back if you don't fight back they're still going to do their agenda or whatever crazy plots or whatever it's infuriating definitely yeah. personally i could not watch the, i couldn't finish the video like it was just so like i was just like and you know to find out that they knew each other for 17 years yes. to work together and to find out what he was being accused for was not even true and like it's just like he just actually is like has a hatred for black people that that he's gonna take a job as a police officer as a way to kill people without getting caught without any repercussions mm -hmm. it's just I couldn't finish the video because it, I just could not. I could not bring myself to do it. I just, I read about it and I'm hearing you say that they tried to check his pulse and his leg was still on his neck. What was, what was it doing there? What did that man do to you that you were trying to kill him? Simple skin color, skin color. What does that have to do with anything? Mm -hmm. He lost his life. I don't. I could not finish the video. It was too much. And like, it's just. I feel like that's one of the main reasons why that people actually like it got so much attention because it was really recorded and you could see in that police officer's eyes, based on what you guys are saying, because I haven't finished it, that he did not care about the, his mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Him saying, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe," eleven times, and your leg is still on wow. your neck. Neck. You wanted to kill that guy, no two ways about it. And I think that is why it evokes so much anger and so much um, publicity because it just showed that the police in America are genuinely mur murderers. There's no two ways about it. And that one that stood there, as if you can, as if you could not hear. Being a bodyguard. God. And both of them have caps of um, police harshness against criminals. Wow. So many. Um, what's his name? Derek on his own already has 18. Not about it. 18 complaints. 18 complaints. And his other friends, Tao Cho, whatever his name is. Him, he has like several. They gave him like 13, 14. Oh and it's just so disgusting that like, just because of the way God created us, the way we were made. 
our skin color, the melanin in our skin is what made that guy lose his life. Because of the hatred he has for something that nobody understands why you hate us so much, the guy lost his life. I don't understand and I will never understand. And I think that is why I, that's just how the video made me feel. It just reminded me about that deep-rooted hatred that this needs to go. And the only way it can be solved is with Jesus. That is it. There's no other way. So when you guys see people marching and people like posting Black Lives Matter, like what goes on in your mind? Like I want to be with them. I want to be right there with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel even me like posting isn't enough. Like I want to be there. Yeah. If this is our, it's not just like for the people who have died, it's for the people who are still going to die. Our sons, husbands, brothers, uncles, fathers. It's 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 just so I don't know. You just want to you just want to fight. You just want to be there and like fight with them. Like you feel their pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing all those posters and other matches and and stuff, it just makes me realize that I physically cannot be there to protest with them. But my job as a person in a community that is full of white people, my job is to educate. Mm-hmm. So more. Yeah. so that more black lives aren't lost because yeah. 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 if we educate because if we don't and we allow them to have that mentality that the americans have it can escalate and Ireland could become the next america wow. so wow this we have to educate and i'm not saying that other black people in america have not not saying that they definitely have but the american situation is deep-rooted ancestral like so it just makes me remember that you have it as a black girl, you have a job to educate. So more people will not lose their life because of their culture. Yeah. It just it's a clear reminder that like there's gonna be peace at the end of this there's gonna be peace at the end of the road. Let's hope so. So I'm sure you guys heard in your social media, all lives matter. And in my case I find it disrespectful. But what do you guys what like what is your intake on that? All lives matter, I believe. But until Black Lives Matter, now in this current state that we're in, all lives cannot matter. I'm not saying they don't matter, but it's 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 the way that because of your your skin tone or your, because of your race, you are stripped from even being part of that All Lives Matter movement. You're yeah. stripped. You're not even a part of them. You're basically All Lives Matter to me. It looks like All Lives Matter unless you're black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the way black people are being targeted nowadays is. There's no way you can even be part of that movement. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's just my take on it. I feel like saying all lives matter isn't the problem. It's saying it in response to somebody saying black lives matter. Yeah. Because it doesn't even, first of all, like, do okay, do you have to, like, no one is saying that you don't struggle. No one is saying that your life isn't hard. No one is saying that everything is, you know, dilly dandy with you. What we're mm-hmm. saying is that you don't have to you don't leave your house wondering if somebody's gonna judge you because of your skin mm-hmm. you don't walk into an elevator and somebody clutches their purse when they see you you don't walk down the street and somebody crosses the street to avoid you that's not your problem you don't you don't live in fear of ha- being killed because your skin is darker that's the problem so all lives do matter but they don't they actually don't now because black people are being killed so i don't know how all lives can matter if black lives don't matter 
Yeah. I'm just trying to guide on my thoughts here because everything is a bitch. I mean, I 100% agree. I really just don't even have anything else to add because all of that was facts. Yeah. The right, people yeah. that all lives matter, like I posted this thing and it was like, if all lives really did matter, everyone would be, would be as angry as black people right now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like, 100%. That's that, 100%. Like, all lives, yeah, all lives matter, but like black people are not included in that equation. Like, the way you treat us, you're treating us as if we don't matter and you're telling us that all lives matter. No, we don't matter in your eyes. I'm so sorry. If you really believed all lives matter, you believe in the movement that black lives matter. Black lives, we matter as well. Yeah. Do you feel as a collective of black girls living in Ireland, feel like we should be involved in this movement? 100%. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Because some Irish people are saying that why should we include ourselves in this will happen to you? And that's where arguments start. I mean, one of you guys just said there that if we don't say something and if we don't do something that we're gonna end up like America. I mean, it's true. Because, sure, America, like, is like a war zone. And here, compared to that, is completely nothing. Like, it's flowers and daisies, sure. But in reality, there's little minor things that happen. Like, you wanting to touch my hair without asking me, that's totally not okay. Or you making comments talking about us looking like chocolate. That's really weird, that's not okay. All those little things add up. And you saying, oh, I want to say the end, why can we all say the end? Stuff like that all adds up and eventually it leads to what's going on in America. So if you, we diffuse what's happening right now, we won't get to that stage. And that's why it's so important. And we're like, yeah, of course we're involved. Of course we're supposed to say something, we're supposed to do something. Very, very true. Yeah, like, I feel the, only like- difference, the only difference is that we, don't, we have gun laws. Yeah. So imagine if we didn't have any gun laws. Imagine what would happen. Um, but you never know if their hatred if we don't educate and if we don't start sticking up and telling everybody in Ireland that this is not okay they could enforce the gun laws something is stopping them yeah. it's, that, it's the white people that own the country they own it that apparently they're not letting any black people into places of leadership so they could really really and there's people and you know it's whatever spreads the most if mm-hmm. we kept quiet in this country all those people that are saying go back to your country nobody calls you here they're stealing our jobs they're stealing our land all of that if that's what all the white people were hearing they would believe it yeah that is what we believe but if we speak the truth that's what is yeah. they're gonna for as well so us keeping silent we are just not only are we killing those in america we're killing ourselves because wow. our voice our voice is power so if we keep saying like oh it's not happening in ireland so i don't need to talk <laughs> it will happen god forbid but it will happen if we don't keep quiet because if someone is constantly telling you the same 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 thing day by day it's going to get in in your head that's what you're going to start thinking that's going to come your mindset mm-hmm. that's going to your mindset so if you believe like as a black person there's no racism in art you're actually fooling yourself you're really fooling yourself all mm-hmm. those all those places like little places like um like for example like port leash i don't know if there's loads of black people there but like if you're that one black person in, in school full of like white people i'm not gonna, just gonna say if you're that one black person in school full of white people do you really think you're not gonna get racially like profiled like 
if you actually believe that then you're really not the thing is, is that the thing is is that a lot of these black people who are raised in like a predominantly white areas where they are like the only black person some of them allow themselves to fall into miseducation where yeah. i don't know either maybe they're in denial or maybe they want to fit into not like they want to be white but they want to force okay, some sort of climatization because they want to be accepted yeah to be honest you become a coon you start to tell yourself things that like no racism so on and so forth because you want to squeeze yourself into white society when in reality it's only the racist they don't care if you love if you want to lick the white hands but they don't care they don't like part of us part of our group that's why black people need to stick together because hello hi no one's going to no one cares no one cares about us we are the only people who are here talking about it we're the only people who are here telling people hey you especially yourself the scariest thing ever is to be a black person without education one for those people all we can do is help them out because dude if you're really out here with no sense in your head living in a world that's working against you you will not last. You will not last. A lot of people will be scared here because some of these people who are black have very, very little to say, even yeah. nothing to say at all. It's very scary and very shocking. It's just heartbreaking to be honest that they have nothing to say because those that were like all one, we're all one, we're all the same color. So how can you say, oh, it doesn't concern me? That's like saying your sibling, something bad, God forbid, something really bad happened to your sibling, and you're like, oh, it doesn't concern me because it never happened to me. Mm, That's so yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone can see that video of George Floyd and then not be able to see themselves or their mother or their father or their brother or their sister in that situation. The only thing that's stopping it from being you is the Atlantic Ocean. It's only because your parents were lucky enough to get into Harlan that you are not in America right now. Being scared to go outside, dress a certain way or being scared that if you go somewhere, someone's going to think this of you or do this, someone's going to think that of you. It's the, it's the only way that that's not you or someone you know in that situation because of percent if any of us was born in america we would know at least one person who died in that situation definitely god forbid it would have been one of our family members or even us i've been seeing people's stories saying oh how come like you know my my white caucasian friends have not said anything or you know they're supposed to say something but do you guys feel as black girls like should they be obliged to say something you know what i mean totally definitely this is a huge matter yeah, loads of people are saying, oh, all those girls that like listen to black music and do all of this and say they love black men, they love this, and now they're quiet. Okay, yeah, they're saying that they love black culture and now they're being quiet, but like, it doesn't matter if you listen to black music or not. We are all human. You yeah. saw some inhumane done and you're keeping quiet, regardless mm-hmm. if you... If regardless if you are black or if you like black people or you have black friends whatever it is you are a human being and you saw another person being treated in a way that is beyond words and you don't and you have and you think it's okay to stay quiet mm-hmm. it's okay it's not even a it's not even that one is not you have to actually have a heart like for example imagine you took a race out it everybody was the same race and you saw something like that happening why would you not repost it that's the thing why would you stay silent because aren't they one of your own regardless and the fact that you're keeping quiet for what like what does that prove that you don't 
value other people's lives or what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think what's particularly invigorating with, with people who are immersed in black culture is the fact that you don't keep the same energy. You love Beyonce, you love Nicki Minaj. Oh my God, I'm a barb. But Nicki Minaj is one of the people who's under threat right now and you love her so much, but you don't want to say anything. Yeah. Mm. Black friends, you're, the people who are like, you're the only white person in a whole group of black people. And you call them your best friends, your mates, but you don't want to say anything. You've seen the video, you're not moved. That could have been your friend though. That's the thing. That's mm -hmm. why people are angry. That's why people are saying, why don't you keep the same thing? That could have been your friend. And you don't and you don't feel any type of way. This is how people treat your friends and you don't have anything to say at all. Very well, right. just kinda of stay neutral. If you're neutrality, we don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're neutral, you've already chosen it's like your your neutrality speaks volumes, your silence speaks volumes. Because like we said, like Janet said, like everyone's been saying, it's a human issue. If you want to take race out of the equation, it's just a human being that's suffering. And on that basic level, you don't feel the need to say anything, you don't feel the need to do anything, that's the problem. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like I feel like they don't really have to speak on a sense of way and I'm just trying to like, you know, view myself as a white person, like it's like imagine you guys are like having like a discussion about this and like you see this one white person trying to join in and you're like for me like i'll be like why are you trying to join in this is our conversation you know what i mean like what can you bring to the table do you know what i mean it's important for white people to be in the conversation because white people are in charge this is in our yeah. world okay. they're, the ones, yeah. they're the ones who are going to be politicians they're the ones who's your dad is the one who's in charge of this business your mom is the one who's it they're the people who run this place so you need to know what's going on with us because you're the one who's treating us like this you need to tell mm -hmm. our white friends hey this is what's happening to me and they're going to be like oh my dad said this the other day and i think that's racist so i'm going to go tell him that that's racist and you can't say that anymore because that's what you think that they're going to listen to us they're not going to listen to us so we need to tell our friends so they can spread the word because of the white privilege they hold and if you if you're white and you don't really like the whole white privilege you do and because of the white privilege you hold and like nowadays people are like in community most of the time with black people and using that privilege to spread awareness for the the, the people they call friends they call um co-workers and uh, such and such like using your privilege to help those in need help your friends in need that's what you're doing for us because we can't do it by ourselves if we do it by ourselves as you can see we're getting killed we're getting shot we're getting all this mm -hmm. but you like i recently i saw um one of the protests in um America. a group of white people stood between the black people and the police and the police yeah. start, stopped shooting that is an example of white privilege yes I think people need to really realize that because there's nothing we can physically, like we can do things physically, but like to actually have a change, we need help from other places. It's not, it, we can't do it by ourselves. We can't. Yeah. Guys, literally and, was talking about the next question. Sorry, Janet, can you continue? Yeah, and like, for example, like if like you saw someone like, like just like got shot in the street, you wouldn't say like, oh, like I'm not white. I don't. That doesn't really concern me. Mm -hmm. If I go and say now, they'll be saying, why is a black girl talking about another person? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone has a voice. Everyone should use it. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say like, oh, that person is white. They have no ground to speak. They have a lot of ground to speak because, as Broda said, they're the one that make. They're the rule makers. Mm-hmm. And like, become rule makers. We have to be friend. Become friends with them. Be able to associate ourselves with them. Be able to bring them our issues and our concerns, and we can also work our way up as well. So we can't say that oh, because if we don't even educate them, it's going to everything is going to escalate because people don't know what they're doing is wrong. So mm-hmm. if you can't you think that this person is white, so they shouldn't address the issue. That means they will never understand. They never know that oh, racism is actually real. Like oh, I actually have white privilege. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you get me? If I'm making sense? Yeah. yeah I'm making sense. So in your knowledge of white privilege, how do you guys view white privilege? I feel like it's a very, very important thing that we have to take advantage of. Okay. In the sense that, like, we know it exists. They know it exists, whether they like to admit it or not. But we can use this to our advantage. We can use this as in, like, because I, I saw something on Twitter that was smart. And he was, it's in relation to what Elbert was saying earlier. There was this man, and he had a T-shirt at the back of, on his back. And the back of it, it said, if they start shooting, stand behind me. So wow. they know that if that they have that privilege, they can help us uh, avoid getting killed. They can help us get laws in place that will help us. They can help us bring the police d- department to justice. So it's something that we really have to take advantage of. And we cannot say that, oh, I don't like white people. I don't like white people. You will continue, we will remain there if we hate white people. That is how we, because they have the power. It's, and there's another thing I posted, it's not black versus white, it's everybody against the racist, regardless of color, race, age, skin, regardless. So if they have the privilege to be able to help us get to where we need to be, we have to act quick and act smart as well. You're really no better if you hate white people. Sorry? You're really like, if people if they if people go around saying that they hate white people they're really no better than the racist you know honestly yeah. all right how can you hate the person that helped you out of your situation i'm so sorry yeah i think it's because like again like what white people have done to us in the past they can't really get over that you know what i mean yeah but, but we, like the thing we can't move on. forward yeah okay. so we we're, what we're doing here is that we're preaching that lives matter so if you if you believe that they are, your black lives matter, yeah, you can't go around saying you hate somebody else. Mm, we're trying exactly. to preach the language of love. We're trying to um, promote unity. So we can't. We're basically we blocking your blessings by saying you hate white people. Like I can I can I get it can be very frustrating mm-hmm. when you see everything that happens to us on a daily basis, but you can't categorically sit down here and say that you hate white people and expect there to be a change. You know, you have to, you have to, you have exactly. to extend a, a loving hand in order to, you know, move forward. Mm-hmm. To receive one, yeah. You can't, yeah. Find, you can't fight hate with hate, so. Exactly. All right. I want to thank everybody for sending the questions through my Instagram. We got three questions and I wanted to start with the first one. And the first one is, who can say the N-word? Black people. Oh. <laughs> That's no questions asked black people. Yeah. And why, why should black people say it? Can I explain the story? I love explaining the story. Yeah, explain the story, Rada. Back in the 70s, oh gosh. 
and remember how the um, rights movement, Martin Luther King, <clears throat> there was a lovely group of black people and they were like the majority like university students and they're all like, hey, we don't like this. We're going to make an army. And they basically kind of made an army of black people who were, you know, teaching each other and educating each other. And they were all like, and they were the ones who originated, you know, the whole fist thing and like, the Black Panther movement and all that type of stuff. And they were like, so basically the N-word has this really, really negative connotation to it and it's extremely damaging and hurtful and it's a disgusting by-word. And they said that we're going to reclaim it and we're going to make it into something beautiful that is a symbol of love and unity in that community. It's a synonym for brother, it's a synonym for sister, it's a synonym for friend. It's supposed to be something for us to make us feel good about ourselves and put that, you know, put it on its head and turn it around to something that was terrible and horrible before. And that's why out of respect, only black people can say it. Because when black people say it to each other, that's what it's meant. That's what it has, that's the intent it has behind it. When other people say it, it's not the same. It still has that same disgusting attachment to it. Yeah. Anyone who knows that story, anyone who knows the full story of it would never, ever, ever, ever say it. Would never, ever say it. I, I doubt that somebody will go and hear this about the Black Panther Party turning on its head and making it something different and then also hear the history of the horrible, terrible word and then decide, no, I'm going to still say it. I don't think so. I think out of respect for Black people, people should not say it. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why do other races want to say it so bad? Like, what is it about the word that makes other races want to say it? I don't know. You know you I feel like... All the, all the words in the dictionary, you can't not say this one word. So why is it like that- a thing? I think other races think that we have made it into this thing where we're like, this is ours and you can't have any. Like, ew, we're going to keep it all to ourselves and we're being greedy. Like, oh, you, you know that you want to say it so bad. Like, as if we're so proud of it and it's like we're so high and mighty and we're like, y'all, we love it so much, our precious N-word. Like, hello, no, most Black people actually do not say the word, even yeah. the same manner of friend, brother, like low black people don't actually say it like that and i know there's areas in america where it's really common to just use it in regular lingo but yeah. i can't name a black person who says it in the regular vernacular but for some reason in a lot of people's subconscious when you're drunk you just so happen to let it slip why very true very true freaky friday comes on and all of a sudden what of my nigga okay and <laughs> <laughs> could you repeat what she said i forgot what she said it wouldn't it didn't pick up oh me yeah it didn't yeah. pick up what she said well, Oh no, it's okay. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Second question is somebody, I don't know if this is like a question, but they said that let's talk about the fact that police are starting the riots and the fires. Oh, like that's a whole different, like that story. Yeah? I'm so upset, like because they're using this opportunity to like make racism as evident again. Because when the, the white post- protests were on, you didn't hear any of this happening, but because it's a black protest, all of a sudden, yeah, black people are starting the riot, the riots. Black people are uh, burning down this or breaking down that. But it is actually the police who are using the opportunity to get everybody to see, oh, black people can cause more damage. So like, let's target them. That's what it's looking like in the media. But really, it's not. It's not really like that. We're trying to pro- peacefully protest, but the police are using it this opportunity to make it like something bigger than it actually is so yeah 
what's really interesting is that white people were protesting having to quarantine armed like with <laughs> oh weapons God. and whenever like a basketball team or a baseball team would lose you're going out and you're flipping cars and you're setting fires why but people want to protest human rights human rights something that questionably sure is actually what literally fighting for and people are upset that people are writing target is quote losing money don't worry target's okay they'll get it back they're fine like don't worry about the multi-chain business like people like they're okay well yeah dude what do you expect people are angry there's public outrage but don't come and frame the peaceful protesters who are literally like losing oxygen like they're just minding their own business trying to protest and then you're spraying gas in their face and you're like eating people like dude i'm gonna just at this point like based on what Cordell, um, Rhoda said about that target thing, like it's just really disgusting that people are actually focusing on the minor details like target. But when black people were getting killed and murdered, you did not see an issue with that. But when they were in need of your help and you said, I'm not going to help you, we're not selling you milk. Do you wow. really think they're going to walk away? They're going to obviously start meeting. Like, I don't, I don't really know what you expect from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a thing where it's like, why is that the first thing that comes out of your mouth? But what about Target? What about the people that died? <laughs> Target is okay. They're, they said they're fine. They said things were fine. <laughs> Like, like people's priorities are just so straight. They are so straight, and it just really, really disgusts me that people are just saying, "Oh, people are using this as an excuse to get free stuff and stuff like that." No, they're not. They're, they're the people are angry. They're angry. Yeah. So I, I just yeah. feel like the white people are just hope they're just trying to divert the topic into any small thing, trying to make the black people look like everything is their fault. Everything is not our fault. How can you provoke someone and then get angry that they reacted at you? Very, very like, true. I stand. I don't get it. Very, very true. Our last question is from our speaker, Rhoda. Thanks, Rhoda, for this question. She has a lot of um, topics to talk about. So I'm going to start with the lack of education in the Black youth. What was the question? The lack of education in the black youth. Ah, so, 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 so bad. A lot, a lot of black people don't know. And I feel like it's more so black people in Ireland. Mm. Because, like, I feel like in America, yeah, you can't, you actually can't avoid it. Like, it's, like, you've seen before, it's in your face, it's there, it's racism, hey, hello. Um, here, it is so under the surface, you know, slowly bubbling up. People, I don't know if some black people, kids just decide to ignore or not like how can you have a desire within yourself to understand your culture and understand why did this person call me this name why did this person cross the road when they saw me why did this person start following me when i entered the store why don't you have questions like that why aren't you like i know how for example on netflix they make all these documentaries and you see a lot of them about people who look like you and you don't have questions you see things on the news about people who look like you and you don't have queries you're not scared you're not worried you don't you don't want to know what's going on i don't know it's very it's a very like disappointing thought but then it's also very sad because it's like maybe this is stemming from a place of self-hate and if it is then that's sad and it's sickening because 
you can't hide who, from who you are. And like many people, like I saw this on Twitter again, like Twitter is like the source of everything, but you, you see these things where people are saying, even though we are suffering, I would not want to be anything but black. Because if we're being mm-hmm. honest, this like this is who we are. Like, what's the point in trying to run away and hide from it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. They hate to see it. Personally, I feel like, um, like black history should be taught in the school systems especially in Ireland or in some way or form to be taught because I feel like people aren't aware completely of like the whole situation like they're aware they see on social media but they don't understand it and like that's what they need to learn like uh, for example the the n-word is used in school systems their books like what's that one book mice and men or something like that mm-hmm. the, the n-word is casually used like like it means nothing but like other black people might not see the impact that has towards them specifically yeah. because they don't understand the word or they don't understand what meaning it carries but if we were educated more to understand that and if the school system was educated more the department were educated to know what this can like like what power that those words have against us not even for us against us they wouldn't be saying it yeah it's such a sad thing to see um stuff like that like the school thing where someone blatantly says the n-word and you ensure they're reading they're calling it they're not actually saying it but you don't feel uncomfortable as a black person you don't feel like that's wrong like you, you don't feel any type of way and when a black person just shrugs their shoulders and just throws their hands and yeah you know what can i do like that's the saddest thing that can happen because once again you're living in a world that's working against you and let's just bring it right back to the teachers who don't have any respect for your students and you will blatantly say it out loud because many teachers will say um out of respect for the you know black students in the class i will not say the word i will not use the word and i've had a teacher i believe who you know she was like this is a disgusting word i will never use it i'm not going to use it so i'm not going to say it thank you so much right and look you shouldn't even be thanking these people for being decent beings, but it's getting to the point where we have to you have to like people are congratulating people for being allies and just being a decent human being but your teacher does not respect you if they say the enemy yeah wow that reminds me of french class Oh my oh, god. Yeah, Guys, that. when I heard that story? Speaking of that, like, based on the question even asked, like, personally, I did not have education on Black Lives Matter, all the oppression, all slavery. I didn't have knowledge on it. So, definitely, like, I'm a definite example of um, the youth of today, especially in Ireland, not knowing enough about our history, our past. But if it wasn't for this George Floyd situation and seeing it on social media, I would not have been encouraged to actually learn about the history and everything. Like mm-hmm. when that whole thing happened in French class, like it made me uncomfortable, yeah, but I yeah. didn't know what I did. And I didn't know, I never knew the deep reason why what she said was bad, why everyone was outraged. Do you know? Like it's a thing yeah. where like, it's a thing where like there's a lot of us that don't exactly know what these words mean. Because if we did, there'd be a lot more people protesting and not saying that, oh, why are you guys protesting? You're not even in America. If the black people in Ireland actually knew themselves who they actually are, mm-hmm. they'd be protesting with us. They wouldn't be judging us or asking questions, stupid questions actually about why we protesting. And it's a thing, it's a, it's a thing where like we really need to 
like Albert said, like we really need to start teaching it in schools. Like the word will be just drowning us with Irish history. We have heard, we have heard the family yeah. we know. We know. <laughs> we know. That oh, these books have been sort of significant enough for learning that the sad thing is that they don't use the fact that they're using the book with these derogatory terms that portray the views of like the past mm-hmm. as a learning point for why they can't be the views of the future. Because you yeah. can literally, yeah, like, very thin, where there's literally like plays and all this stuff. You can use this as an example for why this is not okay. As in, mm-hmm. we're doing a while ago, we're not going to do that again. I don't know why that was a complete missed opportunity and they could have done something extremely useful with that. Shangri-La, could you repeat what you said? I couldn't, it couldn't pick up in the sound. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just, I said that um, it was a complete missed opportunity. Like, if you're going to include these books, you might as well teach the rest of the history, you know? Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, let's talk about, I can't pronounce this word, so I apologize. Fetishizing. Let's talk oh, God. about that. Lord have mercy. Um, yeah. the fetishization of it. Wow. Oh, God. Oh. Can someone please define this so our audience will Basically, know what that is? Um, I remember in Berlin, um, you know how we used to have these talks where we'll pick like a controversial topic and we'll talk about it during lunchtime or whatever. We'll pretend we had a podcast. Now we have a podcast. Haha. Um, what's it called? I remember one day we somehow got into the topic and it was not necessarily fetishization, but it was mentioned, but not like. But verbatim, like we didn't say we're talking about fetishization today, we just got into the, the concept. And one white girl said, What's wrong with me wanting to marry or not even really marry, sleep with a black man with the intention of having a mixed race child? I told her that is sick, mm-hmm. that is that makes my stomach be because, <laughs> because people, it's like a sick, we just skip the entire genetics chapter and 
closed your eyes and just didn't listen in class because you know that no matter who you marry, you can't actually be a hundred percent sure of the way your child will look ever. Mm, the only yeah. thing that should ever cross your mind is that your child is healthy. That's it. That's your only concern. Whether you, you can you can literally be marry a black man and you be thinking, I'm gonna have a nice, beautiful, mixed race child that looks like this and looks like this and is light skinned and has loose curly hair and white eyes, but then they come out with thick hair and darker skin. There are missing people who look like full black people. So mm-hmm. fetishizing them like that is sick and disgusting. Another thing that's extremely psychotic and twisted is um, people telling black people, hey, you guys are ugly, you guys are gross, you're Afrocentric features, are very damaging. You need to look like a Eurocentric person, but then you get a BBL. You're in large exactly. Who are you trying to look like? Mm. <laughs> Who are you trying to look like? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. So it's a picture of a black woman. We move. But why is fetishizing so damaging in our community? Why is it? disgusting because i like for me because like i don't feel i don't get love from like a black male so like when i get you know fetishized by a black by a white man i feel gassed you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. i was just confused between fetishizing and- they don't want you they want your blackness yeah they don't okay. care about you as a person they just are in love with the fact that you have certain features that they find attractive or whatever okay. which is sickening because that's what makes it sick, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, they don't view you as a human being. Yeah, you're an object. You're a piece of... They just okay. see sexual over what they can get from you. Oh my god. Chocolate queen. Like, yeah. hello. Can you be like, quiet? What, what, different chocolate? Of- <laughs> what do you mean flavors? Swir- what is the swirl? I'm not... I'm not... <laughs> I'm not no. no honestly, like, fantasizing, I feel like it's just, like, you're not not even comfortable with yourself that you you're looking towards me to be like oh you have something i don't i want that like i want i want to like you don't you get me like i don't mm-hmm. really that's why like when i think of fantasizing um like the, the black culture black people it's really sick and it's just not it's not something that you should be doing you should be looking at someone from like a personal level not like their their race yeah. Yeah. I feel really, really bad for, like you were saying, for all like, oh, um, as a black person, when a white person criticizes you because your own people don't want you, especially exactly. black women. Black exactly. men, so black women, like a sis, we are trash <laughs> from two weeks ago. Why are you going <laughs> It doesn't make sense. It's yeah, very, it very sad that people out of desperation will accept any sort of compliment, any sort of things that are literally extremely inappropriate. You just take it as a compliment and you will be gassed because no one yeah. your own people don't even want you you know what happens to somebody fight you that's not healthy mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a nice thing to know with the best of your mind no other race does this literally no other race does this. and that's actually true the men just reject their women 100 percent all the time just wash your hands wash your hands clean you slander you drag back upstairs, upstairs and downstairs but your mother's like your sister's like your auntie's like it just, just makes you sorry could janet start talking and then we'll move on to esther because you guys it just makes you think yeah you know for the women that like um want to be with black men because they want mixed race babies and you know you just think of the trauma that child will go through if they come out not looking how they they were expected to look Mm. and how they constantly just you know belittle them or just have like this view of them because they didn't come out 
to be that perfect little mixed child that they wanted. Anybody thinking like that shouldn't have, shouldn't go anywhere near children because mm-hmm. you know that, what that does for people like in future years. Like I know like a lot of my friends, like who have been told by, who have been, so their parents have suggested that they bleach their skin. And what's that, wow. what, what, what that is doing to them now in this day, it's so scary. Anybody thinking about what your child is going to look like shouldn't be having kids, shouldn't go anywhere near children. Definitely. It also kind of leads back to colorism as well. If you guys don't even yeah. know that term as well, it's 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 deep. The roots are deep. Like for me personally, like I don't I don't really know what type of tone I am, but like I wouldn't be like. Like in school, for example, like I walk into school and people would be like, "Okay, how come we don't like? How come we don't like like look at look like this girl? Cause she's like brown skin, you know what I mean?" And I'll kind of be like the darkest one. So it took like time for me to like love my skin as well. Yeah. yeah. My next question, my last question is, how do you guys feel like when um, black boys say, "I don't hate black girls," so and so? They don't hate. They don't like. I, I would not like to be a black girl because so and so. Oh, I feel like people mix up preference and um, what it? preference. They get preference and discrimination mixed up because there's nothing wrong with saying I like white men. I like Asian people. I like this. That's awesome. That's great for you. People are different. You can like what you like. But why do you have to add the rest? You don't have to slander someone to praise someone else. You really didn't need to say I like white women. Um, and I've never dated black women because they're this, they're this, they're that, they're that. Everyone knows that generalizations are bad. You can't make a generalization because there will always be an exception. You can say black girls are loud, but there's always going to be a black girl that's white and shy. You can say black girls are XYZ, but there will always be a black girl that's ABC. So terribly sorry. I don't know why people say that because we're supposed to be in unity, we're supposed to be together. Um, at the end of the day, once stuff like this happens, like, George Floyd situation, we're supposed to all be together and yeah. creating distance between people, which mm-hmm. is necessary. If you have a preference, nobody cares. Do whatever you want to do. You don't have to discriminate. And, and it's so annoying because because in situations like this, people that say stuff like that, that they don't date black girls because black girls are this and black girls are that. It's black girls that are out here fighting for you. Mm. you know? oh. They're out here, you know advocating for your lives our lives and you're coming out here saying you don't like black girls because oh they're too aggressive they're too loud they're too strong it's really it, it just really it just really hurts me because you know your your mom is black your sisters are black like how can you not like how can you openly talk bad about your race yeah. you know your people the reason that we're strong is for the fact that we know how to fight we know how to fight for what is right and that's what people are failing to understand. That's the reason why you don't like, you, like some black boys are thinking like, oh, black girls are so loud. Why do you think we we're loud? We want our voices to be heard. We've been silent yeah. for so long. We want our voices to be heard. And if that's bothering to you, you don't know the next person who's gonna who's gonna die uh, tomorrow or next week. You don't know. That could be your dad. That could be even you. But we are using our voices to stand up for what is right and stand you as a black, black as a black person in general nine times, out, nine times out of ten when a guy's like oh i don't like black girls black girls are this nobody asked oh my god nobody asked 
somebody came up to you and be like, hi, sir, and um, what's your opinion on black girls? No, but what's the freak? What? Nobody was concerned. I will never ever see a white girl that dates a black boy that um, hates black women. I will never, ex- I would never respect a girl like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't even like his kind of video. Called Snowball. He hates his mom. He yeah. Like wow. That's the but you're saying like, oh, he has, he has the eye for only us snowballs, us um, white lights. Why do they call themselves snowballs? Nobody. Nobody. Sorry. Either way, weird nickname. I would never, ever, ever respect them because, like, what the hell? You're dating someone that just hates themselves, but are just trying to yeah. mask preference. Like, I, I don't personally okay. like. I don't care. Like, if you like like white girls, that is fine. Yeah. That is fine. If you have a preference. I hate black women. I'm only gonna ever date white women. Who asked you, my friend? <laughs> Don't care. Samuel, who asked you? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody asked you. And this gives room for white people to also hate black women. Yeah. Your yeah, people are talking about bringing you down, talking about you. What is the other people that already hate you gonna say? What are they gonna say? There's a there's a division. Why? What did we do to you? What did we? You're just disgracing us up and down. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I watched the video that really um explained this really well, and like they were basically saying how when black men do this and they disown their own people like that, um yes it is good behavior, but like primarily it is self hate, and like when we see when we talk about self hate within our community. Um, black women usually internalize the self-hate. You want to bleach, you want to get surgery, you want to do this to yourself. Black men will externalize it. I hate black women. I don't like this. You want to dis- detach yourself, whatever way you can, from the thing that society tells you is not good, which is blackness. Black men will date black white women. You will put yourself in white situations. You want to acclimatize uh, black women will want to look more white. I'm going to go get a rhinoplasty. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to bleach my skin. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to basically erase your melanin internally and externally. But dude, you're only fooling yourself because at the end of the day, like, that's part of you. That's who you are. in your genes. Like, it's literally... Your ass is black at the end of the day, sure. <laughs> Might as well just get over it. <laughs> You really need to accept it. And the thing is, is that a lot of people are quick to, to say like, oh, like this is bad, like we don't like you because you said this and this and that. But it really is like sad. When you think about it, it's sad. You hate yourself so much. You hate yourself so much that you tell yourself you don't like black women and the person who brought you to this world was a black woman. Black woman. The person that we think we think younger young the younger generation aren't aware yet. But every time this conversation comes up, I always think about you that little girl that was getting her hair done and she just started saying that she was ugly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Said, oh my yes. God, it always brings me to tears because they're listening. They know. they know what's going on. Like they're taking all this in and it's gonna affect them like so much in the future. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't even mention people. It's the conscious. Yeah. That's why stuff like representation is so important. Because subconsciously, you see, you always see white people in places of power in like media, and subconsciously, because you've never seen people who look like you in a situation, you literally cannot imagine yourself in a position. Therefore, you've already, you've already depleted yourself. You've already deprived yourself of opportunities. Just assume you won't have because there's no one in that position. That's why making more movies about power black people, making more movies about just black families, just regular black families, is so important. So people like our generation and younger than us will know deep in their mind that I can do anything I want, anything I want, because I've seen people who look like me on top. I can do anything. It's so important to like. We need that representation. So we actually start standing up because you can't like us like you cannot be what you cannot see. Like yeah. You know. Okay, last question of the day guys. We are like a lot. Do you think all this divide in race will actually end? Do you send you see ending? Yes. Yeah. I feel like just because the way it looks right now. I think that it feels like, oh, there's so many people against us. When, when, you really, when it boils down to it, a lot more people have common sense than things they do. Like, mm-hmm. on internet, little instances will be blown up, and you think, oh my god, so many people are against me. And that's why, like you were saying before, that there are some black people who say I hate white people. And I get it because it's from a place of frustration because you're just overwhelmed with so much mm-hmm. attack. You're just being attacked from everywhere, and you're just like, "Wow, I hate these people so much." When really, I don't. I truly don't believe that there's so much lack of common sense on this planet that there are more racists than there are people with common sense. I would hope to believe that because I know myself in my personal experience that I've never met someone who is racist who would say all the things to my face, to my face, and keep the same vim and keep the same energy. Because I think our generation have sense. Yeah. yeah, I think at least well, our generation has some. Well, <laughs> people are lost causes. Uh, uh, the good thing is, is that they're young, so yeah. we yeah. can still impact those people. But our generation as a whole and younger, we have some yeah. sense, so it's fine. And like, we're not alone. And I think that's why it's so, so, so important for white people to, even if you want, you don't want to be doing up. I'm gonna donate and I'm gonna march. You should at least have the chest to tell your own black friends I support you. Don't yeah. worry because I'm with you. It's okay. Like you're not alone. We shouldn't have to thank these people, but we do appreciate your allies. So make yourself known. Allies should come out of the bushes. Why are you hiding, sweetie? Why are you hiding? You were dancing to the card yesterday. Come out the shadows. <laughs> come out the creek. You were blasting pop, you were blasting pop smoke. Alright, people have smoke everywhere on your socials, but now that when your voice is needed. Silence. Silence. Come on, come up with you. What were you gonna come say? Come Yeah, what I think is, um, like it started from Martin Luther and um, Malcolm X. Like that's where it all started. If we were still in the time of slavery, and if we weren't welcomed into the white society, obviously nothing would change. But right now we're in this. We're we're welcomed into the white society, and everyone of of color, people of color, are welcomed into this society, and that. Because we're like you know unified, we can make a change now as well, as well as as our, our generation as well. But because of how we are so close impacting each other, I feel like it is possible to make it possible to make a change. And that's what people need to realize that you have the power to make a change if you're willing. Yeah. 
And like in the Bible, like the Israelites, they were oppressed for like 400 years. Mm. Like I could have seen that, you know. But I feel like at the end of the day, God is really going to show up. And oh, yeah. Oh, yes. As one voice, one nation, worshiping the Lord. So I feel like this is going to end. Like this is just the bad times there is gonna be a better tomorrow there's gonna mm-hmm. i i can definitely i can't wait for the day that it happens where we're all united mm-hmm. looks like color, age skin race whatever it is we're all going to be united because that's how god mandated mankind to that's what he created so yeah. if the person created it wanted it to be that day that way it's gonna be that way yeah definitely but like all of this is going to end but it just needs to happen it just mm-hmm. needs to happen of course, there's going to be times of persecution and times of trials like this. And obviously, that's when people will realize, people will see, everybody, like the media is there for, so everybody can see. Wherever you are, if you're in your house, if you're outside, you're going to see this. And so there's no point of staying silent because no, we know you've seen it. There's mm-hmm. no point of pretending of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like, since this is such a big test, after every test, there's always a massive testimony. So mm-hmm. by God's grace, we'll all be alive to see that testimony because this yeah. year, this year is really trying my patience. Yes. <laughs> I am just tired. Every day, I just have to keep praying that like God keeps giving us strength to keep moving on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to end it here. Thank God's you. Oh, sorry, Janet. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I said- Sorry, I just said God's will be done. Amen. Amen. <laughs> We're going to end it here. Thank you ever so much to all the listeners who's listening. Thank you to my special guests from Rhoda, Janet, Albert, Esther, and anybody that's listening. We want to say thank you. We want to say keep spreading awareness and we love you. Peace out. Amen. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 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 We pray. We pray. That every march, that every march, that is held, that is held, in Staten Island, in Staten Island, let everyone be safe, let everyone be safe, and get back home safe, and get back home safe. Cover these families, cover these families, help them stay strong, Father help God. Help them stay strong, Father God. Let the marches, let the marches, be peaceful, be peaceful, nonviolent. Break the love of God, for the love of God. In every human being, in every human being, all around the world, all around the world, rise up, rise up, and take their stance, and take their stance against racism, against racism in America, in America, in the United States of America, in the United States of America, all around the world, all around the world. Let racism stop, racism stop, and let it start in Staten Island, and let it stop, stop in Staten Island. In Jesus' name, we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Summertime in Virginia was an oven. All the kids eating ice cream with their cousins. I was studying while you was playing the dozens. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. Running from the man. Running from the bad. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. Running from our plans. In the judge's hands. Don't act like you was there when you wasn't. I know they say crawl for you. Sometimes my mind does. <laughs> 